When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. This is New York Game Day, presented by Sansone Auto. Discover for yourself the S in Sansone Savings. Sansone Dodge Jeep Ram Route 1 in Woodbridge or SansoneJeep.net. Play Mohegan. Your favorite casino games are now in the palm of your hand. Visit MoheganSunCasino.com. Must be 21 or older to play. And by Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets. Welcome in. It is New York Game Day week one, folks, right here on 98.7 ESPN. We are so stoked. Hopefully you can hear it in my voice. Mike Tannenbaum is back for another season. Sorry, Mark, you have to deal with me for another six months. And we're excited that Amani Toomer, giant great wide receiver, is now a part of our 98.7 ESPN team. Amani, welcome in. How you doing, man? How are you doing? Uh, we're great. We're great. Excited to have you on the program. Mike, you ready for another year with me? Yeah, looking forward to it. And I know if we got somebody from the University of Michigan, Amani certainly isn't salary cap friendly, but it'll be great to work with him. Definitely not that. Don't ever want to be con- mixed, mixed up with being salary cap friendly. That's <laughs> you know, you know, Amani, I'm busting the cap every time. Yeah, Amani, I have a daughter who's a sophomore there, and I can oh, tell great. you, it's not salary cap friendly from uh, the payment standpoint either. <laughs> it no, oh, come was. on, Mike. She didn't, get a, she didn't get an academic scholarship? Come on. Brilliance no, runs she, in that family. No, Anita, she took after her dad, so she was lucky to get in. <laughs> by the way, New York know, Game Day bombs. brought to you sure by Bud Light. Well. Brought to you by Bud Light Sunday's chore, loading Bud Light in the fridge. That's right. It's football time. Bud Light, easy to enjoy. Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL. Enjoy responsibly. Also brought to you by Golf Zone Social. Golf Zone Social, the most social experience, of course, in golf. All right, gentlemen, uh, let's kick it off. First things first, let's talk about some of the top storylines, and let's start with the Giants. They're up first. They play later on tonight. As we know, the Jets and the Bills uh, play on on Monday night. By the way, we've got... uh, Rich Samini, who's going to be joining us at 9.30, who covers the Jets, and also Jordan Renan, who's going to be joining us at 10.30, who covers the Giants. But let's start first things first with the Giants. Big news that came out yesterday or the day before yesterday uh, on the injury report, and that is Darren Waller dealing with a hamstring issue. No surprise. This has been a lingering issue. Didn't play several games with the Raiders last year because of this. Amani, I know you're a part of that Giants broadcast team. You're Mm -hmm. there at the facility. You have your finger on the pole of this team better than most fill us in on a level of of one to ten ten being the most concerning how concerned are you about darren waller being active and attractive tonight my friend is there an 11 i just feel like the only thing that was really the, the one major change that the giants did going in this offseason was acquire waller because the offense usually is just about for the last three or four years when healthy was about how can you slow down or stop uh, Saquon Barkley. And and with Waller, a bona fide playmaker over the middle, we know how well Daniel Jones does 
when he goes to the tight end and you know his numbers when Bellinger was there uh, was was in the beginning of the season was on fire and Bellinger gets hurt he kind of slows down uh, Daniel Jones slows down a little bit then you know of course he comes back Darren uh, Bellinger comes back last season and and the and they head off to the playoffs and have that great do great success so with Waller I I felt like it was a real like balancing point of this offense so that now it's not only about Saquon Barkley it's about okay how do you stop the tight end then you have playmakers on the outside that kind of balance the whole thing out take a lot of the pressure off Daniel Jones take a lot of the pressure off uh, their main piece which is Saquon Barkley so it's a huge deal and not only the fact that it is um you know he's out for this he's out or he's questionable for the game versus the, the opener uh versus Dallas at home on primetime but is this going to linger is this going to linger through the entire season that's what really uh has me up uh, you know kind of fi- trying to figure out what this whole thing is going to mean but the fact that he's not going to be in if he's not in if he's not playing if he's not contributing it really changes the whole face of the offense mike i've been staying on top of um the uh the reports in regard to you know as we know players being called up right like so for example the denver broncos called up two wide receivers from their practice squad to me i have a feeling jerry judy's not going to be active today for Denver, right? So I, I've been trying to see, uh, you know, is, is that something we should be, Giants fans should be paying attention to to see if anybody's called up in the practice squad to kind of give us an idea, a little look behind the curtain, um, whether or not uh, Darren Waller will be active. Is, is that something that you, that we should be paying attention to? Yeah, well, uh, um, that would have been done, you know, by yesterday, Anita, because there's no uh, more transactions today. But, um, you know, our own Jordan Renan did uh, report that. Sounds like, Darren Waller will play tonight, but you know my bigger concern if I'm the Giants is you know we got to remember Waller turns 31 on Wednesday, and he hasn't played a full season since 2020. And if you know my experience with guys that have had injuries as they get older, they don't get more dur- more durable. And when I saw him pop up on the injury report, guys, I was thinking like you know similar to what Amani just said, which is like oh boy, here we go again. And <clears throat> look. Josh McDaniels is a really smart offensive coach. And one of the things from a front office perspective is you try to study players that leave a program and how well they do. So, for example, I would never, ever, ever, ever sign a DB that Coach Belichick moves on from. You could study it. You know, you, there's an exception maybe with a Stephon Gilmore, but like J.C. Jackson graduates from New England, and obviously he got hurt. But I'm not surprised that he wasn't productive when he left there. And I think someone like Josh, who's really smart, very detailed-oriented, I would not trade for an offensive player that he's going to give up on. And to me, again, 31 years old on Wednesday, hasn't played a full season in four years. Candidly, I'm not surprised that here we are on opening day with a gazillion storylines going on, and we're talking about a guy's hamstring injury because he just doesn't have the track record of staying healthy. I hear you. Uh, keep in mind some other additions on this offense, right, guys? Paris Campbell comes over from the Colts. Love me some Jalen Hyatt. Was my favorite wide receiver coming out of this year's NFL draft from Tennessee. Could not believe that he fell to the Giants where he did. Um, Amani, obviously, this is your expertise, my friend. Um, your thoughts on how Paris Campbell and Jalen Hyatt are going to help Daniel Jones in this offense this season, let alone tonight against the Dallas Cowboys. 
I think you, you still have Slayton um, out there too as well. He got a new deal over the offseason, um, made some plays last year, was the deep threat, but now he's got a bunch of guys that can stretch the field and, and really put pressure and open up uh, the middle of the field for Waller if, when he's, if and when he's healthy and just, op- just clear up a lot of the things. You can't sit up there and play man-to-man press versus Hyatt um, just purely because of his speed and, uh, and, and Paris is the same way. I feel like now they have bona fide wide receivers that people are on, that are on the game planning list every week, every week. And that's not something that was, that had happened last year. Richie James for as, you know, as productive as he was at times, you know, nobody's scared of Richie James. They'll let Richie James and make Richie James beat you. But now you have guys that can actually beat you. I was surprised. I'm, I'm with you, Anita. Very surprised that Hyatt dropped from where mm, he did. Mm. Very few people can make the field look tilted in the SEC in college like Jalen Hyatt did last year on film. The fact that, you know, once he gets the ball in his hand, he's not getting caught from behind. He is tilting the field, making making it seem like he's running downhill and everybody else is, is running uphill. The separation he gets and the amount of speed that he has at the top end, I just want to see how long it's going to take him to uh, realize his, you know, what his abilities are in the league, and and work on some of the things that he that he's uh, that he's not sufficient in. You know, you know, I'm, go ahead. Uh, sorry, Monty. No, I was just going to say, um, I got spend a lot of time with Jalen in the pre-draft process, and he's a great kid with great mm-hmm. speed. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would say though is, I would press him because I think yeah. a lot of these rookies who are undersized, and look, mm-hmm. our league's being flooded with them. Like Garrett Wilson's not big. Devontae Williams isn't big. Jalen Waddle isn't big. Like he's sort of like from a physical standpoint, like you were a much thicker, bigger guy that you could handle that physicality. Yeah. And I just think he has a chance to be a really good player. But if I'm Dan Quinn and the Dallas Cowboys, I'm jamming him in pregame. I'm not ever letting him get off the line of scrimmage because I think those guys, it takes a little bit for them to get oh, stronger yeah. and, and be able to figure out the techniques to get off a of press. Oh, absolutely, Mike. And that was one of the things that I think that held him back because he didn't run the route tree like the traditional route tree at Tennessee. They kind of looked at that offense as gimmicky. I, I totally agree with you. But, man, if he does mess around and break, get off that jam, are you going to be the defensive coordinator? It's like, yeah, I was jamming him. But he's the fastest guy on the field. Yeah, but, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you have to have that um, – that CYA in terms of covering your butt uh, as a defensive coordinator and not just being that guy just to, it's just a very risk reward thing. And the fact that he has that speed, he's been clocked at 22 miles an hour at training camp. It's just one of those things that uh, a, uh, you have to have a DB that has some recovery speed or you have to have some DV with some, ner- well, sorry, all DBs are overinflated in their their abilities, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, because 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 receivers never do. No, no, no. We we are the most level headed, calmest divas, most, most uh, divas. leadership quality. No, no, de- no. Come on, stop it. You got to understand, though. Receivers are the most dependent position on the field. If you don't have a good offense coordinator, you don't have a good offensive line. If you don't have a good quarterback. You could be running the best routes in the world. Nobody, in, when you walk down the street uh, during the week, they're not going to talk about how great a route you are. They're going to say, man, why don't you have any, t- you're on my fantasy team. Why don't you have any touches? Why aren't you doing this right? Trust me, I've, I've, been, I've experienced that with some, with some uh, quarterback play that hasn't been 
you know, let's just say top tier. So it's a frustrating position to play when you don't have the ball. You know, all right, gentlemen, um, let's let's keep an eye. Let's keep an eye on what's going on on the defensive side of the ball for the Giants. Right. right? Uh, they improved their linebacking core and also they draft Devonte Banks uh, when they drafted him, of course. And, and Mike, I, I know you're a big part of our draft coverage here at ESPN. Um, they went to, uh, of course, the video of the quote unquote Giants war room. And uh, Wink Martindale was just like just hugging everybody. I was thrilled that he got Banks. Uh, so, you know, Mike, let's start with you. Your thoughts on Banks and what he's going to do uh, for this defense, which we know because Wink likes to, to likes to blitz so much, so much pressure than is put on the, the secondary here. Yeah, Anita, you, 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 that's exactly right. You know, it's very similar to, you know, when I work with Rex Ryan at the Jets, which was, again, when we hired Rex Ryan, the longtime really successful general manager of the Baltimore Ravens, Ozzie Newsom, who was also a great player, I said, well, you know, what do you think, Ozzy? He's like, look, I'm going to put him on I-95 in Baltimore with a sign around his neck that says, I need corners. And if you could just do that, Mike, you'll be in great shape. And and Wink is a very similar guy, which is similar to what you just said. They like to, what they say, change the math, which is if you have, you know, five in protection, they're sending six. If you max protect at six or seven, you know, keep seven in, they're going to send eight. And it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on the secondary and what they did, which I really like, is they drafted Deontay Banks, who I think has man-to-man skills. He's a bigger he he has real physicality in him. And then that you know they hit on, or we'll see. They it looks encouraging with Trey Hawkins, a six-round pick out of Old Dominion. So I think if they can, and now Adoree Jackson could play more of a natural slot player. If they could put together a couple drafts where they have depth in their secondary, that's when you really have something because. Now you can do what Week really wants to do, which is to get creative and bring a lot of pressure. Yeah, because you can't you can't bring pressure without the the back end support. And you're 100 percent right, Mike. You, you just cannot do it. I mean, you, all you're doing when you do uh, blitzes and all these exotic things, it forces you to play more safe. Because if the if they are able to see the blitz or if they are able to diagnose it, you're actually taking somebody out of the secondary and you're putting more pressure on your corner. So if you have a corner that can actually play, that can make up for some, uh, and you don't feel uncomfortable putting them on an island every once in a while, that's when you really have something. So yeah, if you, they go, they go hand in hand, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, uh, hamburgers and hot dogs, right? Like you gotta have, if you want to be real creative with the, with the scheme, if you want to bring one more than they can block, you have to have somebody on the back end that you know uh, can hold up a little bit, little bit longer, and 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 give you a little bit extra and a little more comfort in calling these exotic plays. Gentlemen, when we come back, we'll take some calls. 800-919-3776. Also, let's look big picture here. It's not just about the game tonight, the Giants going up against the Cowboys, uh, but also it's the division, the NFC East. Everybody, including my grandmother, expecting the Eagles to win. And then the competition really begins. Is it the Giants finishing above the Dallas Cowboys? Does uh, Do the Washington Commanders finish last? Uh, let's dive into that next. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. I don't think we need anyone else to believe in us. I think we're going to accomplish, even if you guys in the media and the outside factors were saying we're going to do this, we're going to be a Super Bowl, that's not going to be the reason why we do that. Our focus is on us. The belief that matters is within this locker room, within this building. That is Saquon Barkley. Uh, what this season could entail. Gentlemen, again, Amani Toomer and Mike Tannenbaum joining me. This is week one, New York game day. Going to be with you each and every uh, Sunday morning from 8 to 11. This portion of the show brought to you by Bud Light, Sunday's chore. Loading Bud Light in the fridge. It's football time, baby. Let's go. Bud Light, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer of the NFL. Enjoy responsibly. Also, want to remind you, enter the ESPN New York no-hitter sweepstakes for your chance to win $25,000. Find the no-hitter tile on the ESPN New York app. Pick a team. Submit your entry. Today's qualifier Harvey Crowder from Great Meadows, New Jersey, has chosen New York's American League team to throw a no-hitter today. Presented by MoheganSunCasino.com for full contest rules. Make sure you go to New York, ESPN, ESPNNewYork.com. There you go. Uh, gentlemen, just to give you the odds right now um, for the NFC East, Eagles favored to win the division, minus 135. The Cowboys plus 195, the Giants at 9-1, to the Commanders at 13-1. to Mike T., let's start with you. Um, Eagles, ride this out, like no doubt. Do you feel Dallas or the Giants or even the Commanders? I don't know. Uh, weirder things have happened. Uh, how do you see this NFC East panning out? Give me one through four, sir. Well, I would say regular season, I'm going to go with Philadelphia, but I think Dallas could definitely beat the Eagles in the playoffs. You know, they were head-to-head one-on-one last year. The Hurts and Dak each missed a game. Um, I think their toe-to-toe point differential is 10 points. So they are clearly the two best teams. You know, after that, I think the Giants should be a little bit better. Look, I'm concerned about Darren Waller. You know, we just talked about it. He's going to be, you know, 31 on Wednesday. Hasn't played in a full season four games. Already has a hamstring issue. So, Daniel Jones, to me, has to take the next step. He's going to have to make consequential throws at some point. And then, you know, Washington, I'm, you know, Washington and Cleveland are two teams that have the biggest variance to me. I don't really know how good they're going to be. I think they have a good defense, good skill players. But Sam Howell's a massive question mark to me, and I think they're clearly the fourth best team. Amani? Well, I, I'm, really, um, I'm really concerned about Philadelphia because it's one thing to – you know, to lose one coordinator, but to lose both coordinators, offense and defense, I think that that's going to functionally change their team. And I, I, I just haven't seen this 2023 version of of what they're going to do in both of their attacks. I think it's a major, major thing that people. I mean, some people are talking about, but I just been on teams where you know you had a great defense 
or an offense, and then the next year Sean Payton leaves and your offense is kind of floundering or Spags leaves and, you know, you think you have you have the same players, but you're not putting the players in position because every time you put every time you have an offense, every time you have a new play caller on offense and defense, the, the you can have the same tech temp terminology, but that doesn't mean it's the same defense. It's always going to be a little different. Everybody looks at things just a little bit different. And I think the Eagles, uh, I think they have the most talent, but we all know that talent only does one thing in, in the NFL. That's get coaches and, and general managers fired. You got to actually put it out there on the field. Uh, I think the Giants have a huge upside, but I am concerned about Waller because of the fact that he has his hamstring. I know hamstrings are lingering injuries, and the fact that he's over 30, it's going to take that much longer for him to not just get back on the field, but to get back to be a dominant player. I, I really like the Cowboys, but I, I just feel like um, the, the big question mark is Dak Prescott. Like He has so much pressure on him. The fact that he led the league last year in interceptions, um, only playing 12 games, it just doesn't, he's not trending in the right direction for uh, somebody who's going to lead uh, this Cowboys, very talented Cowboys team um, uh, to an NFC East title. And I'm thinking, man, you got to look at these commanders. You know, they have an entirely new uh, offense coordinator in in Bell, in, um, in uh, Bien-Ami. Uh He's changing the way that the, the perception on, on what they are, and nobody knows what they're going to do. And I think the, one of the things that people aren't going to – like the first couple weeks, the commander's offense is going to be an enigma. You need at least four weeks of film to kind of really properly break down the tendencies of what a play caller is going to do. And with Bien-Ami, you know, you almost have a uh, a clean slate in terms of uh, you're going to be just playing straight up offense, trying to figure out what uh, what uh, what's going to be going on. And there's an advantage to to uh, to, to the newness uh, of a new offensive coordinator. So I, I just feel like the the the, the, the commanders uh, and just look at this. Most of the team, most of the time, the the team that in the last couple of years that is supposed to come in last in the NFC usually wins the NFC East. So that's kind of so I always look at the commanders and say, "Hey, don't sleep on them. They got a real shot." Hey, Amani, For me, can, I, Anita, can I I just want to ask uh Amani a question. Mm-hmm. I understand, you know, your concerns about um Dak's interceptions, but yes. don't you think Mike McCarthy would tear like basically cut off his right arm before he would let Dak throw too many interceptions like I think Mike put his coaching career in the middle of the table when he fired mm-hmm. Kellen Moore mm-hmm. and I think they will net just. I don't think they're going to let him get into harm's way. And I'd just be curious to get your thoughts if you think yeah. they're going to be more conservative. Because I can't imagine why else Mike McCarthy would have fired Kellen Moore. Yeah, it was a weird. Uh, it was very strange. The, the 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 reasoning behind them firing Kellen Moore was he they scored too much or too quickly or something that was like <laughs> made my dauber go up. Like, wait, isn't that the offensive coordinator's job to score? Um, I understand that he wants to run the ball more, but I, I just feel like, you know, the, you, you, they have the offensive line. Traditionally, they've always had a great offensive line. But can you really realize all the talent on that team by not using one of your best players in the C.D. Lamb, by not, you know, using the newfound talent that they got in, um, in um, uh, the Archer? I don't know why his name's slipping my, slipping my name right now. Um, oh, um the uh the journeyman receiver that's now in uh that's now in down in dallas 
Um, I can't remember. Brandon, Brandon you talking Cooks? about Brandon yeah, Cooks? Yeah, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, the Archer. I call him the Archer. Yeah, so Brandon <laughs> Cooks. I can't understand that they're not going to use those guys. Uh, and if they don't use those guys, if they don't utilize that major part of their offense, what kind of team are they going to be? Is is Dak Prescott going to be holding this Cowboys team back? Uh, and I, I just feel like you you have to like you paid Dak Dak all this money. He's your quarterback. He's a guy that you really believe in, and you kind of can't hide him anymore. You know, like they don't have Ezekiel Elliott. You know, they got Pollard as their running back, but what else can they do on offense? I mean, you can't go too chalk because once you become predictable, you know, you, you give Wink Martindale an opportunity to, you know, you let him know that you're not confident in your quarterback. They're just going to load up the box and, and, and dare you to throw the ball, even with those rookie corners out there. It's, it's going to be fascinating uh, this year with the Cowboys, which it always is. Uh, But I, I think they can't to answer your question, Mike, I don't think they can put kick gloves on. They can't put the toothpaste back in the tube and make Dak Prescott be the Dak Prescott when he first got his quarterback. He is a guy that garners a lot of salary cap. And because you garner so much salary cap, you have to be the reason why. You can't be, you can't hide him. And maybe that's why they got, uh, you know, maybe that's why they got you know, Trey Young. Uh, in regard to how I think the NFC East is going to pan out, uh, I just I think the Eagles are locked and reloaded on the defensive side of the ball. I, I love what they're doing. And Mike, curious if, if you agree or disagree in regard to uh, just using University of Georgia as a farm system uh, for their defense, <laughs> which I think which I think is is freaking brilliant. Um, so I, I think it's the Eagles and then everybody else, but I think the Giants are going to surprise some folks, right? Like they made it to the postseason last year. I think they only got better. Um, I've, I do have some high expectations for Paris Campbell and Jalen Hyatt as the season continues. Saquon Barkley back. Um, I like what they did defensively, not only in free agency, but in the draft as well. I'm not sold on Dallas. All right. I'm not sold on Dak Prescott, which by the way, Mike, how would you feel if you found out that your quarterback was sedated for 11 hours for a tattoo on his leg? I'm sure that wouldn't sit well with you, right? Sedated for 11. I go under surgery. I'm like, how long am I going to be under? Four or five hours for an ACL reconstruction? Oh, that's kind of scary. Somebody's going to sedate me for 11 hours for a tattoo? Well, that must have <laughs> been a while ago, Anita, because they only it's a two-hour deal now, ACLs. <laughs> so, well, well yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks for calling out my age there, Amani. All right, thank you. Thanks no, I mean, you had one in high school. You had one in high school. Thanks a lot, Amani. Appreciate it. So, no, I mean, you and, had and one I'm in high actually, school. I get it. Well, they, 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 say, actually, they say playing that quarterback is not for the faint of heart, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, and I'm not sold on McCarthy calling plays. I, I'm just not. Why did he have to do it? I think he's on the hot seat. Dallas doesn't make it to the postseason. Hasta la vista. If I'm McCarthy, I'm like, you know what? I'm not letting somebody else call plays. If my butt is on the hot seat, I'm going to be in control. I'm the chef. I'm going to talk about the ingredients. Uh, and then I think Washington finish, finishes last. So I've got some hefty expectations you for got the Giants. I think last? they finish second in this division, okay. and I think they make it to the postseason as a wild card. That's what I say. What say you? 800-919-3776. Uh, we come back. We'll take your calls. Also, time to switch gears, guys. Time to talk about the Jets and their big storylines as we get ready for the big Monday night football game against the Buffalo Bills. We'll dive into that next right here on New York Game Day, 98.7 ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. I guess I look at it, if you can't keep our names out your mouth, it must mean we're doing something good. Now, with that said, we haven't done anything. we still got to win football games. And I mean, in the two years that we've been here, we've won 11 of them. But uh, I do think we've done a really nice job. We've made a lot of progress, and we've positioned ourselves to have a, a good year. But we still got to go out and do it. Robert Sala putting everybody on notice. Jets. Big night on Monday night, the debut of Aaron Rodgers' regular season game one against the Buffalo Bills. Welcome back to New York Game Day. Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, Anita Marks. Amani, let's start with you. Aaron Rodgers, first game Monday night. Let's be honest, he's been in the league a while. All he knows, though, let's be honest, is Lambeau Field. Uh, we heard Peyton Manning come out and say nerves are going to play a role, especially early. Are you buying that? How do you think, what's going to be going on with Aaron Rodgers Monday night as he walks out onto uh, MetLife Stadium? I think he's going to be calm. I think he's going to be comfortable. I think he has this arrogance about, I don't know if you call arrogance is the right word, but he has this confidence about him that never gets wavered. I don't think I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers nervous. I think he's going to be concerned. I mean, I think he's going to be, you know, excited. It's an opportunity for him. He's looking at it as such. I, I just don't see him as a nervous type of person. I, I do see Peyton Manning as more of a, of a nervous quarterback, but when I describe him, I would describe Aaron Rodgers nervous wouldn't be one of the things. I think he's going to be confident. I think he's, you know, he's, he's had his darkness retreat, man. He's, you know, he's, he's taking his medications. He's ready. He's ready, to, he's ready to play. And I just feel like a guy like him wants to be on a big stage. And I think he's been kind of held back in a sense. Um, being in Green Bay now, he's, you know, he's going to be in the big city and everybody's going to see every single thing he's going to do. He's going to be... Um, uh, you know he's he's going to be front and center on Broadway. It's what more could you want? And I think he's going to try and take advantage of this situation, and he's going to relish it because it's you know you get you play in a certain uh, t- 
team you play on a certain team for so long and things kind of get boring now everything's freshed up it's like you've taken a slow globe and you've turned it all around and now you have an opportunity to to play again and you have a new experience in this nfl that he that he hasn't had before playing in a big city mike t thoughts on aaron Rodgers? well i greatly admire people that take the path that is you know um, less traveled, and I think if Aaron had retired and went off into the sunset, whatever that may include, retreats, darkness, whatever, you know, four-time MVP, Super Bowl champ, all-time great, nobody would have blinked and said, hey, that was a heck of a run. But, you know, what he did is, he said, no, I, I want to do this one more time, going to go to New York, the biggest and brightest lights, and obviously there's a tremendous amount of parallels to when we had traded for Brett Favre, you know, in terms of an all-time great coming to New York. And to his credit, guys, he's done absolutely everything right so far. Off-season program, pay cut. You guys, could you imagine the conversations in the Green Bay Packer facility of here's a guy in the off-season program, which he didn't do last year. Here's a guy who took a $30 million pay cut. He's always killed us in negotiations. They're like, where where's this guy been for us, right? Like, could you imagine the conversations they must be having? So to his credit, he's done everything right. But I'll tell you this, the AFC East is going to come down, you know, as the old Mar Levy expression, guys. The answer is simple, but it's not easy. You tell me which offensive line plays the best, and I'll tell you who's going to win the East. And that includes the Patriots, by the way, because Taron Armstead is going to be out for the Dolphins. He's their best offensive lineman going up against the Chargers today. And Aaron Rodgers, he's 38 years old, and or 39, excuse me, and you have Dwayne Brown, who's 38 years old, played 12 games. Mekhi Becton's played one game in two years, and he's going to be the guy protecting your franchise. That would be a massive concern. Now, look, Buffalo's offense line on the right side in particular, big questions there as well. So, And Riley Reef went on to IR for New England. So the AFC East is a really interesting division, in my opinion, because everyone has great the ability to score points, but nobody has a good offensive line. And Monday night's game, to me, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to beat this Bills defense with his mind and his release because I just don't think those tackles are going to be able to hold up against Buffalo. It's going to be fun to watch, uh, that's for sure. Uh, Amani, thoughts about the offensive line and, and the fact that Dwayne Brown, you know, Mekhi Becton was a late start in regard to uh, getting some action in, in the preseason. Granted, we saw if everybody watched Hard Knocks uh, that last, like, what, the, the second-to-last show – Robert Sala said that he earned and won the battle to play right tackle. But this will be the first time Dwayne Brown and all five of these offensive starters are going to be playing together against a really good, aggressive, and talented, even though no Von Miller, but a really good Bills defensive front seven. Uh, how, how, how big of a concern is that for you? And Aaron Rodgers, and, and again, guys, let, let's just, maybe it was the fact that he wasn't happy in Green Bay, but Aaron Rodgers' numbers last season in regard to completion percentage of, of passes trying to be thrown, 20 if, if not more yards, 30 if not more yards, not great in the NFL, coming in around 24th, 25th. So that Aaron Rodgers of old being able to scramble and create and buy time on his own, we did not see that last year in Green Bay. Does he find it again because he's so happy here in New York based on what we hear and what we've seen on Hard Knocks? you know, we, we, we will wait and see. But with an offensive line that these five guys are playing for the first time Monday night against the Bills and the numbers that you, stats don't lie, that we see with, with Aaron Rodgers from last season, 
How do you think that, that this is going to pan out, Amani? I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to do is going to be like Peyton Manning was when he left the Colts. You know, Peyton Manning had an offensive line that was that uh, that was a pro like it was a, it was a Super Bowl contending playoff uh, consistent playoff uh, offensive line in in Indianapolis. And once he left, and they put in Painter, they put in Todd, uh, Kerry Collins, they couldn't block anybody. So I feel like there's a lot of pre-snap reads that's a lot of um, – there was a clip that's on TV of him in a practice, and there's a guy uh, for one of the teams that they're practicing against, and he's, he's sugaring like he's going to blitz. And Aaron Rodgers goes to him, he goes, you're not coming, just go ahead and go back. And I feel like that is going to be – like because he knows where it's coming, he knows how much time he has, he, he knows how to you know, uh, manipulate with, with Nathaniel Hackett's offense, he knows the offense. I feel like it's going to be a, a situation where the Aaron Rodgers' mind is just – like, just like Ten, Mike Tannenbaum said, Aaron Rodgers' mind is going to have to be able to make up for an offensive line that isn't as, as talented, that isn't as cohesive because – if you're Robert Sala, you, you're probably kicking yourself in the, in the shorts now thinking, man, why didn't I just put a group out there that just worked well together for as long as they possibly could to get as much cohesion? Because that position is all about how well do you trust the offensive lineman next to you? I've been some of the best offensive line I've ever played with aren't you know first rounders they're just guys that believed in each other trusted each other and 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 put in the work to become a a a unit a solid unit and i feel like aaron Rodgers is gonna have he's gonna be able to answer some of these questions like peyton manning did in 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 indianapolis for the time that he was there and because of that he's gonna be able to recognize things and get the ball out of his hand quicker so i i have a confidence in that offensive line just because i have a lot of confidence in aaron Rodgers. Gentlemen, the first six weeks of the season, it's tough sledding. The Bills on Monday, then heading to Dallas. The Patriots, which I think are going to be better than what most people think. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Denver Broncos, and then the Philadelphia Eagles. We get back. I've said this before on my Saturday show. I think the Jets will be fortunate if they're 3-3 three and three at the end of the first six weeks. Curious, what do you feel what are you expecting? What's, what, what record are you expecting after the first six weeks of the season? Amani and Mike, I want to hear. Also, we've got some callers who want to chime in. And we, we, we come back. It will be Amani's keys to victory for both the Giants and the Jets. All that coming your way next right here on New York Game Day, 90.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. All right, it is time for Amani's Keys to Victory, brought to you by Infinity.com. Amani, since the Giants are first up, 
Let's start right there. Give me your three keys to victory, how the Giants can beat the Dallas Cowboys later on tonight. What are they, my friend? Oh, the, first of all, Darren Waller, they're going to have to get production out of him. His hamstring is an issue, uh, but I think he is the ultimate uh, leveler for this offense. I feel like he is the guy that is um, going to really unlock the potential of this offense. And I'd say the number two thing is these young corners out there. They're, they're un, they're, they don't have a lot of experience. You know, they have a lot of ballyhoo coming out of uh, training camp, but this is where the rubber meets the road. You're not playing against uh, people f- who are uh, second team, third team guys uh, like you are when you're playing in the preseason. Now you're playing against the big boys. There's a jump in level of competition between you know the preseason and the in the regular season. And then I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go. The fact that you know T- uh, Tavon Thibodeau, Thibodeau, uh, the talented edge rusher, he's a guy that's going to have to get some production. You know, I think Wink Martindale is going to try and scheme as much as he can to try and uh, exploit the the offensive line and get put pressure on on Dak Prescott. But it's really going to have to be there at some point in time. You know, Thibodeau's just going to have to beat somebody and make some plays on his own uh, because, you know, the scheme is all well and good, but he's the guy that we've really been waiting to emerge. Last season, towards the end, he really started to, to, to become something, uh, but I got to see it, and I'm looking forward to him having a fen- phenomenal season, getting off to a great start on primetime tonight. Love it. And then, of course, like I said, Monday night, we've got the Jets hosting the Bills. That's going to be a quick turnaround time. Uh, Big shout out to the crew out there at at MetLife Stadium and all that they have to do within 24 hours to go from blue to green. But with that being said, three keys to the game for the Jets to beat the Bills. Well, so we talked about it earlier in the show. It's that offensive line. They're going to have to come to play, and they are going to have to give Aaron Rodgers an opportunity to to reach some of the talented receivers that they have and, you know, open up some holes for Dalvin Cook, open up some holes for Brace Hall. They, you know, they're going to have to try and, you know, keep this offense going, and it can't always just be about, how, you know, about Aaron Rodgers. It has to be the offensive line has to make the whole – operation uh on offense feasible um the number two as i'm gonna have to say you know uh you know the 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 running game like how well is dalvin cook gonna come and the impact Brees hall what is he what is he like he's gonna there uh this running game is gonna have to really come to play uh and and i think that that i guess the offensive line and the running game is gonna have to get together those are the my first two and then the other side other the third one is on the other side of the field. I just feel like this defense is going to have to, you know, you know, they've held, um, they've held, uh, you know, the quarterback uh, for the. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm brain farting. Uh, they've held. <laughs> they've held um, um, Josh Allen. Excuse me. Jeez. They've held Josh Allen under his under his usual. Uh, impressive stats. He, they, uh, Josh Allen has had problems with this Jets defense, and overall, I think they're going to have to keep on the, doing the same thing. How they're going to do that? They're going to have to you put pressure on them, disguise their defense. They're a run and hit defense. They're hard to. Uh, you know, they make up for mistakes by being fast and athletic, and they're, that's they're going to have to keep that up tonight. tonight uh, uh, tomorrow, on Monday night, I feel like that's that's a key uh, for the New York Jets. Their defense is going to have to really uh, play well, and that's going to all start on that defensive line. 
Again, that's Amani's Keys to Victory, brought to you by Infinity.com. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Infinity QX60 crossover at InfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. Also, this portion of the show brought to you by Golf Zone Social, an indoor golf simulator um, with 22 hitting bays, family-friendly sports bar environment. Make sure you check them out. Gentlemen, we've got a number of calls. Danny, Bobby, Ira, they all want to chime in. Also, I want to get to our schedule for the Jets. Like I said, the first six weeks is brutal. I say three and three, the Jets will be happy. What say you? We'll find out from Amani as well as Mike Tannenbaum when we get back, and we will take your calls. 800-919-3776. Gentlemen, hour one of New York game day, week one, is in the books. We come back, we'll kick off hour number two next, right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is New York Game Day, presented by Sansone Auto. Discover for yourself the S in Sansone Savings. Sansone Dodge Jeep Ram, Route 1 in Woodbridge, or SansoneJeep.net. Play Mohegan. Your favorite casino games are now in the palm of your hand. Visit MoheganSunCasino.com. Must be 21 or older to play. And by Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets.